Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to a yet-to-be-titled episode of the Acme Packing Company Podcast Network. The Green Bay Packers made two selections, both Georgia Bulldogs. A little bit surprising. I'm here with Tyler Brooke. I'm Justin Mosqueda. I'm here with Evan Tex Western, too. Say what's up, people, both of you. Uh, man, it's been a long day. Long day. It's, yeah, it's it's been a long month. Uh, so... We get two more days of this, and hopefully they're a little... I wouldn't say today wasn't exciting. I just don't think it was what we were expecting. I kind of expected this. I I felt like in my heart of hearts, I was at 50-50, no wide receiver last time we recorded. By today, I said, I'm like 30-70 if they're still there at 22, right? Like, I just didn't think that they were going to make a pick at 22. They were going to have to move up for one of these guys if they're going to take one in the first round. We saw um, Aaron Rodgers actually talked about on the Pat McAfee show because he was on their stream during the draft. He said the team had six wide receivers graded with first-round grades. They all went before, I believe, pick 17. Um, so the Packers didn't have an opportunity to draft one. I don't believe there was another wide receiver drafted. Uh, after that, we look at the big board of like uh, the consensus ranking of like guys who are left. Top guy by far, George Pickens, uh, 39th overall. Then you have guys like Christian Watson, Sky Moore, who's probably a little small for, for a Packers receiver, and John Mechie, who's has injury issues and is probably a little bit too small to be a Packers receiver. So that was kind of the run. I, I felt like we kind of knew it. Um, the, the selections, though, were surprising. Quay Walker, 22nd overall, Georgia Bulldog inside linebacker. I love him. I have been talking about him on this podcast for two months. Saying, I can't believe he's not the number one inside linebacker in this draft class. People are catching up to him. I even said uh, last episode of uh, Draft Talk, the 9.0, I was like, people are saying he's a top 20 lock now. Now he's not even going to be available at 22. I jinxed it. We got it. <laughs> he's so fun. He's fast. He's athletic. He's big. He's violent. I, I couldn't ask more for an inside linebacker. Having him and Devondre Campbell next to each other after years of seeing no inside linebacker is definitely it's like, it's life-changing, man. We got three corners and two inside linebackers. I don't know this team. We talked about this on the last pod um, about, you know, potentially Nicobe Dean at 28, right. And how it would be a different skill set than Devon Dre uh, and how that could potentially fit. So what do you feel about Quay where literally PFF's pro comp for him was they're, Devon Dre Campbell and they're the cops. Two- they're they're yeah. they're they're physically almost identical, right? Like yeah. both guys are are six foot four. Quay is two forty one. Devondre was like two thirty five coming out in twenty sixteen. They both ran in the four fives. Like these these guys almost seem like mirror images of one another. I'll take a third one if if they're gonna make a third <laughs> one. I'll take a third one. Keep making them. I'll keep buying them. I thought he was the best one. I mean, 
I would have had a much different reaction at this pick if it would have been like Devin Lloyd, right? Oh, yeah. The, fa- the fact that it's Walker and Walker is going to help you a ton as a pass rusher, too. Like he's setting picks basically oh, for, yeah. for Nicobe Dean um, on all those stunts for Georgia. He's going to be able to help the pass rush on third downs. Like you can walk, they didn't do it a lot last year because I don't think they trusted Barnes, honestly. Um, to be like the single inside linebacker playing sideline to sideline. But they had Campbell drop down to the line of scrimmage a couple of times and play the edge. And that, if you can get Campbell on the edge and you get Gary on a center, and now you got five on five up front and you can have Walker play sideline to sideline, like that's an easy way. You're in nickel, you're not telegraphing what you're going to, you know, by coming off of the sideline, you're not telegraphing the offense, like what type of package you're in but you can still get into a lot of those pressure looks. I love it. I, I really do. Like I had that board uh, for our live stream that had some technical difficulties. Apologies to, to the people who were trying to follow along with that. Um, I had a board of like 10 guys I really wanted at 22 and 28. Quay was, Quay was four. I, I, there you go. I, could, <laughs> I literally could. There's very small margins of me being higher on that pick than him. George, George, uh, the two Georges would have been the dream, George Karloftis and George Pickens, but Karloftis uh, ended up going to the Kansas City Chiefs at, at the end, so that's a bummer. You, you said it yourself, right? You know, you, it went from the two Georges to the two Georges. Yeah, like, uh, there's still life for the three Georges. Three Georges. Oh, three George Georges. Pickens is still yes. on the board. The, the other George, yeah. the George from Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tex, did you still. run any – you did a great job with all the first round trade talks uh, on the site. What would the trade value have to be to trade up in the second round? Oh man. I'll have to look. Um, give me, give me a second. We're going to have to edit this out. Come back to me and just like, okay, <laughs> two, two minutes, but yeah, there's, there's, there's options there for sure. Um, I think if you, if you lose the, the fourth rounder, you know, either that 132 or uh, 140. I mean, you can get up to, let's say, the mid forties. You know, if you go up to okay. fifty three, so forty five. If, if George is still there, go yeah, for it. If, I mean, there's Pick, not many receivers. Yeah, yeah. If if Pickens is there at forty five, I think you absolutely make the move up. I think fifty three and one thirty two can get you close. Maybe throw mm-hmm. in one of those, like you know one of those seventh rounders or something and that might that might get it done Hmm. so that's that's a that's a reasonable range if if you're willing to give up one of the um one of the fourth rounders you start talking about adding that third rounder into the mix that could get you up as high as 40 so i I would not rule out i I wouldn't give up the third i i wouldn't either but i also wouldn't rule it out if if they you know i don't know they, they 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 could they could have a grade on on Pickens and, and really decide, you know what, this is our guy. We need to go up and get him. Um, I would start looking in in, like I said, around 40, probably realistically around 45, 46 is probably where we get to. What if the whole plane was made out of Georgia players? <laughs> the Georgia defenders. I mean, I wouldn't complain. Like- <laughs> Stokes last year. I mean, that that's that's three straight first round picks from Athens. I, I wouldn't be complaining. I'm not yeah. complaining at all. Um, Let's turn that G green, baby. The wide receiver run, very interesting. Mm. Everyone went a little bit earlier than I think we thought, right? Like we had talked about the Los Angeles Chargers potentially being a trade-up spot to grab potentially Chris Olave. Chris Olave goes 11. He goes to the pick immediately after 
Garrett Wilson. Drake London went eighth overall. I think that was kind of a surprise to everyone. The early draft was weird. I mean, I had been talking about how it's going to be the defensive end run, basically the edge rusher run, the tackle run. Then it's going to be wide receiver and corner. The corner run started before the tackle run. I was pretty shocked about that. Stingley and Gardner went three and four, and they went to teams, Houston Texans, New York Jets, right? Famously zone teams, like spot drop zone, and they drafted man corners. Um, Maybe they're looking to change a little bit, but that was really interesting to me. Um, as soon as as soon as that third tackle, right, Charles Cross went off the board, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, and, and London went before him. The shock of the draft to me, 15 and 16, Kenyon yeah. Green yeah. going to the Houston Texans, and then Jahan Dotson, wide receiver from Penn State, going 16 to the Washington Commanders. The Packers must have had a first-round grade on Dotson based off of what Rodgers said. I'm kind of surprised by that. He's 170-something pounds. That's a lot smaller than they typically look at wide receivers. So maybe that opens up some more possibilities on day two and day three. Maybe they are looking at a guy like a Sky Moore that you know we, we previously had thought like maybe he's a little too small for them. Um, they also apparently had a first-round grade on Traylon Burks, who went 18th. After the Tennessee Titans traded A.J. Brown, man, I really wish I had A.J. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> But the extension is what gave me a little bit of pause. So, you know, you're talking a hundred million year, uh, over four years, but it's AJ Brown. It's yeah. you got your, you get your weapon there and you still have another first rounder to play with. Can we just note how ridiculous that 2019 or 2018 Ole Miss offense was with AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, both on and that Jordan same offense. Yeah. Fantastic. Finest Jordan <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, they paid ridiculous. good money for the for those wide receivers. Someone missed yeah. <laughs> and then Missouri got oh, punished God. for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, We're, gotta love the good old NCAA. Ooh. But weird draft. Quarterbacks didn't get really drafted. Uh, Kenny Pickett was the only one to go. I thought three were going to go today between uh, Ritter and uh, Malik also going, but hey. Pickett was first quarterback off the board. Pittsburgh to Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett, um, famous uh, favorite of QB ops for our, our own Paul Noonan. Uh, many people are saying that the NFL has adopted QB ops as the preferred quarterback evaluation method. So good on good on Paul for identifying the one first round quarterback this year. Other other weird things before we get to uh, pick twenty eight because this happened in between. Jermaine Johnson, twenty six overall to the New York Jets. Yeah. Somehow everyone, including myself, had gotten Salah loves him. They could take him as high as fourth overall. Did very much did not go fourth overall. Extremely went 26th. Weirdest drop in, in the draft to me. I understand the Malik thing, right? Like it's a quarterback thing. We've as a NFL community have talked about like how the seats are filled, right? There's butts in the seats in the game of musical chairs for these quarterbacks. It's tough to find a spot for Malik, at least in the first round, if it wasn't going to be a team like Carolina, who, by the way, drafted a probably a, a left tackle for them who could potentially play guard, Iki Kwanu, as their only pick in the first, like, 140 selections of this draft, which Insane. is – I don't know sure. if they were just a tackle away. Okay. I, don't, I don't think Darnold needed just a tackle. <laughs> you don't um, think the Carolina Panthers were one offensive lineman away from a Super Bowl? <laughs> I, sure, I sure don't. I really don't. Um, but the Packers drafted uh, Devontae White, the other Georgia defender as an interior defensive lineman, uh, 28th overall. That was a guy 
Tyler and I had talked about a lot, right? Uh, Green Bay had brought him in on a visit. He had uh, what was the technical term? Family. Uh, family family violence, I think, was family the charge. Family violence was the charge. Yeah. It was not an isolated incident per se, right? Like I had told you guys, the scouts had said, like, that's not the only situation. It's just like the only one that was reported. Uh, Gutekunst said that there were two or three, I believe he said hiccups. Yep. How, how he put it and then said uh, he stubbed his toe or something like that. A weird <laughs> analogy. Weird, weird metaphor. Um, but he was a guy who very much fits kind of what Green Bay likes athletically. The one weird thing about his background beyond, you know, obviously the family violence stuff is that he's an older player, which is not necessarily what Green Bay typically uh, goes after. They need a defensive lineman. There weren't many in this class. You look at these guys who are not like pure nose tackles, and it's really like Devontae Wyatt and Logan Hall. Those were really the top two in this draft class, I think, in terms of guys who actually like showed it on the field too. So I'm not surprised that he was the pick necessarily as much as like I'm surprised they took like the off field risk, I guess is the way to put it. Yeah. As weird as that is. Yeah. The it's, it is interesting, right? Right. Like you can imagine him and Kenny Clark lining up as your two down linemen in the nickel. Right. Um, Those two are going to get some great push on the interior and the pass rush, but it is all that off the field stuff that, that makes you give a little bit of pause. Um, And the Packers had him in for a visit. Obviously, they did their research on him. Um, Gudikin said that in everything they looked through, he never put a hand on anybody. So that's that's a good thing. the The reports say that he kicked down the door of somebody somebody's dorm room door. Not not awesome, but um, you know it, the way I look at this is, I I will be hoping that he has gotten past whatever issues re- resulted in those incidents. And, you know, I, I certainly hope he ends up being a, a productive member of this organization on and off the field. And certainly on the field, on paper, he looks like a guy who is tailor-made for this defense and, and tailor-made for the need that this team has at three tech specifically. Yeah. I mean, we had talked about this before, and I think we wrote this up even in uh, the post-combine stuff, but everyone talks about Jordan Davis. And it's very understandable about talking about Jordan Davis, right? Like literally yeah. the most athletic interior defensive lineman ever. Really traded up for him, thirteen yeah. overall, right? <laughs> they like, they jumped Baltimore geez. for him, which I was I was kind of surprised. I thought they were going to end up taking Hamilton, and then the picks were reversed. Um, but Wyatt, if if Jordan Davis did not exist, we'd be talking about Wyatt as you know the crazy athlete interior defensive lineman in this class. I mean, six three, three oh four. He ran a four seven seven forty yard dash. Uh, he said in uh, the media availability, this is great. which by the way, the media did not ask him any questions about these events. They asked uh, Goot about it twice. They didn't ask him about it once, but he said that when they were training, I believe down in Arizona, he and Jordan Davis were training together after their first run in the 40 yard dash, they stopped training them with a defensive line group and they made them start training with the linebackers. That was That's great. crazy. <laughs> I mean, this is a guy who can legitimately play nose tackle right? Like he's not going to play the zero, but he can play the one. He'll play yep. on someone's shoulder and line up in the A gap. Yeah. I, uh, Go ahead. On the age thing, what blew my mind is, you know, he talked about growing up watching <laughs> Kenny Clark. He is two and a half years younger than Kenny Clark. Like yes. that is just preposterous. He is 24 <laughs> years old already. Like he's, he's got to be older than Jordan Love, right? 
Let me look it up right now. He is older than Jordan. Oh, sure. Yeah. Jordan yeah. Love and him will be in uh, will be the same age for about four months, starting in November. I, I I did look it up, and the last time the Packers drafted a guy who was older than 22 years old on draft day was when they picked Justin Harrell in 2007. He was 23. Something about wow. those big guys moving that fast, right? Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's like the whole planet theory thing where it's like God yeah. doesn't make many of them. I mean, just think about this defense up front, right, in, in base downs. I'm going to assume Wyatt outplays Reed. Um, do not like Jordan Reed as, as a player, like in like Jaron Reed. Jaron Reed, my bad. Um, Jordan Reed, cool, cool guy. Yeah, good, good yes. analyst. <laughs> yes. Bleacher Report's finest, former Bleacher Report. Apologies. The base front, right? Devontae Wyatt, Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry up front. On the edges, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary. On the inside, a backer, Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell. Corner is probably Eric Stokes and Jair with Amos and Savage playing safety. And what, one of these interior guys, probably Lowry, comes off the field in nickel. Yep. And you get Russell Douglas as an outside guy and Jair kicks in the nickel. That's, that's a fun. A, that's, that's a fun nickel package. That's a <laughs> lot of fun. That you got, like, if it's top ten, like if it's tenth in the NFL in defense, that's a disappointment. This yeah. is a very good defense. Yeah, it's got some depth too. I mean, even on the defensive line, if TJ Slayton can take the next step, even a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, you got some stuff there. And Chris Barnes shows some flashes, so there is a little depth at inside linebacker if something goes wrong there. Did, um, it's nice enough. to have this. Yeah, he, he did, did enough. enough. It's it's good. I mean, they need to add depth in general. I think on the team in the next two days, um, there's not a ton of spots you feel you feel like ah oh, they don't need a pick there, right? It's quarterback and probably running back that you're like ah oh, they they probably didn't need to add a guy, but everywhere else, I mean, who? How, how are you guys feeling in terms of the wide receivers? Yeah, everyone wants to talk about the wide receivers. I had come to peace with it i had come to peace with brooks probably isn't the guy there's not going to be a speed receiver there i don't know how much upside there is in picking a guy at 22 or 28 if it's not pickens and pickens is still out there at this point yeah yeah for me it was it was the instant we got to 11 and new orleans traded up for Olave. that was that was the moment where i was like all right it's it's not we were on the stream i was like punching my desk i was like ah yeah, no, it's it that, that that was the moment, right? Like, okay, it's not happening tonight. We're gonna have to look at day two for for our receivers, and there's there's still guys out there, right? I mean, Pickens is out there. You could you could see an Alec Pierce fitting into this offense pretty well. Jalen Tolbert. I mean, there's there's players out there for this team on day two, um, but they've they've got to get one of these guys. It's either get a big you know a, a guy who can be a big play guy or you try to make a run at julio jones after the comp pick deadline next week or obj i mean they just gave cam Akers sure. number three for for yeah. obj's yeah. number so like he's not coming back right so yeah we'll see how that ends up shaking out i think as far as day two predictions again it's so tricky with george pickens because i don't know what about the off-field stuff they're like comfortable with or not comfortable? It, it really does seem like attitude stuff, right? Like it's different yep. than what Wyatt is going through. Um, if I had to guess a wide receiver Green Bay would take, I would say Tyquan Thornton, the, the yep. wide receiver out of Baylor. I think he's yep. going to go top 100. 
Um, I, I think the media has probably been a little bit too low on him relative to like uh, where NFL draft evaluators have him. Um, flying speed, right? Like four two speed shows up on film. He's a skinnier guy at like six four two eighty, but he's got super long arms. Plus the ball one eighty, not two eighty. Oh, two eighty! Holy shit! Yeah, goodness gracious, that's a Madden creative player. Four, right there. four, two, nine, forty, two, eighty. Yeah, oh, my God. bad, my bad. We've 180. hey, hey, cut, a, cut us some slack. We've we've had a couple. <laughs> it's late. It's late. We've had a couple. Oh man. <laughs> but he's very athletic. I think he's going to go around this range. I think if you're looking for speed and the guys that are the Packers size, um, there's very few options. I mean, if it's not Pickens, you're looking at guys like Christian Watson. Alec Pierce, I think those guys are going to get pushed up the draft board. We've seen wide receivers get pushed up. If you're telling me instead of taking Tyquan Thornton in the fourth, you're taking him in, you know, second round, maybe trade back or something like that into the third or draft him just in the third, like give me that and then take some swings in the earlier rounds, like in the second round on an edge rusher. Like that's, that's cool with me because yep. the team still needs an edge rusher. That's yep. probably one of the bigger uh, needs. I'm going to be completely honest. Like I want to pretend like not having a receiver doesn't bother me. It, it's bothering me a little bit, guys. I'm down pretty bad. I'm looking at Alec Pierce. I'm looking at Jarvis Landry on the free agent market. Oh, no. I, that's oh, what I'm I telling knew. you. But the time has passed. It's, it's already yeah. gone. The genie's yeah. out of the bottle now. Yeah. But that's, why I'm, that's why I'm like, I understand if first wide receiver yeah. you take is Taekwon Thornton. I get it. Oh. I get it. I, 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 I will say, like, give, give me Tolbert at 53 yes. or 59. I really like Jalen Tolbert. I think I think he can he can be the guy that, that can, you know, he can really play a, a big role in this offense. Um, what he did at South Alabama basically is that team's entire offense, right? Um, I, I think that's a, a real strong possibility if they stand pat, you know, in the 50s. And if they don't try to move up for a guy like uh, like Pickens. So I, I think Tolbert's the guy to, to keep an eye on in round two. I will say it's as far speed. I'm oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it's, it's speed. It's smooth acceleration with him. He tracks the ball really well, deep downfield. Um, he's got a little wiggle. He, yeah. He's just one of the guys, one of these small school guys I watched and I just really liked, I think, I think he's a weapon there. Yeah. Uh, Tyquan Thornton, I, you know, I've talked myself into as well, but Tolbert's just a guy. I, I'm very curious to see where he ends up, even if it's not Green Bay, because he was just a very fun watch. He's like the one wide receiver I haven't seen. So I'm okay. fully prepared for them to just take him and, and make me very mad <laughs> and have to go back to the film. Um, as far as like the edge board, because that's another position that, you know, we've talked about a lot. There are a lot of guys still out there like we we got three shots potentially at them in in day three or day two david ojabo is on the board boy and mafia didn't go arnold ebiketti was a guy that people talked yep. about as a potential first round pick he's still out New there guy. greg jackson usc he's still out there josh paschal right. is still out there like there's there's some meat on the bone at edge rushers still and you don't get to say that a lot on day two so i'd be pretty surprised if they passed up on this entire group i understand like maybe Karloftis wasn't your guy. Um, they did draft two incredible athletes, right? It's it's not like they turned down Karloftis for other guys who are just like average athletes or don't have rare traits. I mean, both of them have rare traits that they brought. Nine point five plus RASs on both Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Crazy, yeah, Crazy. awesome. 
No, I, I completely agree with you though. There's, there's, there's four or five edge guys that I could very well see them taking at 53 or 59. If they're, if they're out there, the guys you mentioned, and maybe even like a Cameron Thomas from uh, mm-hmm. San Diego state. Love that he could guy. Be in that. Yeah. I think he could be possibly in that group as well. Let's say I got a question for both of you guys. Um, obviously wide receiver and edge. Those are the two big positions we want on day two, which we rather also in day two have an offensive lineman or a tight end. I think they're. I've fully bought into the idea that they're just going to take one, and yep. uh, they're going to take one in the third round. That's when the run is going to happen. Um, maybe they spend that third round pick somewhere else, and then they trade back into it because we know how long the third round gets now with all those compensatory picks added to the end, plus all the like you hired a minority coach or general manager picks that get added to the end of it too. Um, so maybe they do something like that. I just assume they're going to go tight end. The thing about tackle too, outside of Abraham Lucas, I don't know who you need to draft in day two who's still out there. Like that's the reason why all these tackles flew off of the board where if you want Zach Tom, you could probably take him in round four. Like that's what I was just going to say, right? Where, where is Zach Tom going to go? Is, is he a fourth round guy? Does he sneak into that top 100? Does he sneak into the back end of the third round? I, don't, I really don't think so. I don't think the NFL likes him as much as, you know, general analysts like him, but like he's very much a Green Bay guy, so I could see them liking him. The two guys I really like just in terms of like, uh, I don't know, like return on investment, like relative to like where people have them ranked. Zach Tom Wake Forest um, did very well against uh, Jermaine Johnson, who again was just drafted in the first round, right? A guy who can lock that type of guy up. He can play guard. He can play tackle. And the other one is Cade, Cade Mays, the yeah. right tackle for Tennessee. Passes all the Packers athletic score stuff. He was the right tackle at Tennessee after transferring from Georgia. I like him more than the UT Chattanooga guy who just went in the first round for the Pats. It, Cade Mays is my John Runyon this year. Yeah, okay. I, I, am, I am convinced that Cade Mays is going to be the Packers' fifth-round pick. I don't take Logan Brass. Sign me up for it. Cade Mays could like might be able to start week one. I'm not joking. Yeah. Like, he was the one dude. Tennessee played that like weird. Uh, it was very much like the Ole Miss offense that um, what's his name came out of. Uh, Royce Newman came out of. Yep. Where it's like a lot of fake stuff, but like when they were actually asked to drop back pass, that offensive line crumbled, crumbled completely around their quarterback. The only guy who would stand up on a down-to-down basis and was not just, like, laying down on the ground after the play. It was Cade Mays. And it was hilarious because you could – it's like bowling pins. Like, you you watch the bowling ball go through their offensive line, and the last thing standing is Cade Mays and, like, maybe the quarterback would be scrambling out. It's nuts. That's an amazing way to put it. But I, I, I think, like, if you gave me the choices, positions that they're going to target day two, wide receiver edge and then tight end tight end in the third round go wide receiver edge in the second grab a tight end third round we'll call it a day we add depth at like corner safety tackle whatever you want at at day three and we we move on that's our football and that's a great draft honestly yeah i honestly think that's a great draft yep oh any any other final notes anything else that surprised you guys on draft day i will say some of the trades were weird um yeah arizona cardinals what are you doing they basically gave up the 27th pick to trade for hollywood brown who's in the contract year so they're gonna have to pay him you know north of 20 million like uh that's crazy to me but i guess you know if 
if Kyler is demanding it and Cliff Kingsbury can't help himself, well, what else are you going to do? Dotson going that high at 16, nuts to me. Like, wide receivers just flying off of the board. Gutekunst talked about it. He was like, there were a couple wide receivers I was willing to trade up for in this draft. But, like, you watch how all this stuff unfolds, and and you just want to say, like, okay, we're just going to keep our picks then. Because I understand, yep. like, okay, yeah. Garrett Wilson goes 10. That's not a surprise. Drake London going 8 is a little bit of a surprise. But then Chris Olave going 11, third wide receiver off of the board um, at, at 11 for a trade-up by the New Orleans Saints, and then the Lions trading up from 32 to 12. Yeah, that was nuts. That one, like, all right, they yeah. just all went. They they all just got drafted. That that one's crazy to me, but I, I get it from the Lions' perspective, right? They're not going to be competing in 2022. So you know you've already got a redshirt year for Williams coming off of his ACL injury. You can basically sit him for the first, you know, eight, 10 weeks of the season, whatever it is, to, to get him back to full strength, get him worked up, and then basically treat this year as a redshirt year get him back next year when you probably draft a quarterback in the top five and start trying to compete again in 23. I, I get it. I, I can understand it, but that's a big old move. And the fact that they moved up and traded with Minnesota too, and they did it within the division was a shocker to me. And I think they got the better deal out yeah. of the Vikings. Like yep. I, I don't think Jamison Williams is a normal 12th overall pick that a guy that talented mm. usually isn't there. And part of it is because of the injury. Yep. They traded 12 and 46, right? The Vikings did for 32, 34, and 66 overall. So essentially what happened, the Lions moved 20 spots up in round one, moved, what is that, 12 spots down in round two and gave up the first pick of the third round. That's insane. That, I, I, That's nuts. insane. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. I, I would have thought that cost you a damn arm and a leg. And it, it, the, it really did it. I mean, they, the, they shuffled the round picks, essentially, and gave up a third-round yep. pick for Jameson Williams. The, the crazy round picks for Jameson Williams. <laughs> the, the crazy thing is, is that that actually works out for Minnesota's benefit, according to the charts. Which I saw PFF say that, too. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I get that. But then I, tur- I, I turn into, like, football caveman. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not a normal <laughs> yeah. 12th overall pick. Oh, yeah. I see uh-huh. Jamison yeah. Williams. He was the only guy who could produce against that Georgia defense that is seeing all these guys drafted. Yeah. Him get, getting I, injured changed the dynamic of that national championship game. I was there, man. I thought Alabama was going to run away with it. And as soon as Jamison Williams went down, my first thought was Georgia is right back in. He was the only thing that was making, giving them problems. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Like, I don't care what the numbers say that, that, that is a game changing player at that spot to to move up for i have one final thought oh go ahead oh i think philadelphia is the biggest winner of today and not like just the eagles i think it's the city of philadelphia (laughs) uh philadelphia phillies swept their whatever series i don't know i don't watch baseball but they got a sweep okay yep yep philadelphia 76ers advanced in the playoffs they traded up to get jordan davis and they traded for aj brown this might be the best day in Philadelphia sports history since they won the Super Bowl. Pretty good. The SB Nation had uh, had a Twitter spaces where we were just fielding questions from everyone and, and comments. There was a lot of rants from uh, Steelers fans talking about Bobby Brister and, and, and stuff like that. A lot of people saying, like, my dad went through the dark years. I'm happy I get to have my dark years so I can, like, talk about <laughs> oh, God. to my oh, future wow. kids. But on the opposite side, the happiest fans by far, Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, they think they're winning the NFC East. 
Um, they, someone called it the best day in Philadelphia sports. I told them to to hit me up whenever they erect the uh, statue of AJ Brown <laughs> with the Bud Light and, and Nick Sirianni. Um, it was it was a fun day. I mean, this draft was pretty cool. Um, a lot of surprises again, like Kenyon Green fifteen, Jahan Dotson sixteen. <sighs> I don't think that happened in a single mock. Ahmad Gardner going four and Stingley going three. I don't think that happened in a single mock. Like a lot of weird stuff. Malik not being drafted at all. I don't think anyone had that. Um, just a weird day in general. The, the other thing, the Patriots. Cole, yep, Cole Strange. Yeah, that was a weird. <laughs> so, like, that was a weird pick. But then also, the Kansas City Chiefs traded out with the New England Patriots for Trent McDuffie. I don't know who's going to take him. Like, did they think Buffalo was going to trade up for Trent McDuffie? He's kind of like an undersized corner. The Buffalo Bills were totally fine trading up right after Quay Walker was picked for Kyrie Elam. I there were a lot of weird stuff just going on in general. I I, I can't help shake you know I, I can't shake the feeling that a couple of teams misjudged what other teams were going to do. And I mean, as I'm looking through the draft board here, right? Like we didn't have any trades in the top six. Um, we didn't have any trades in in the top 10 on draft day, yeah. but then once you hit 11, everything just went freaking bonkers. Oh yeah. It was just like, Hey, by the way, AJ Brown and Marquise Brown are on different teams. And you're like, yep. what? Why? Yeah. And then, and then yeah. Saints trading up for Alave, uh, Detroit trading up for Jamison, Philly trading up for Jordan Davis. Like it was just boom, 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 back to back to back. And it was, it was one of the crazier, uh, middle of the first rounds that I think I've ever seen. And then the Chargers where it was like, hey, they need a wide receiver or a tackle or a defensive tackle. And they were like, well, there's none there to take because we guard. don't have Traylon Burks. We're going Zion Johnson guard. And it's <laughs> like, oh, all right. It's a monkey wrench coming out at right after Kenyon Green and Jahan Dotson. Just weird, yeah. weird, weird, weird. It's going to be interesting to see what does Detroit even do? So like, let's talk about um day two a little bit the lions next pick is 46 they could theoretically still get after a quarterback it's going to be a lot tougher now i think like there's just going to be teams waiting there like tennessee at 35 is a team i would kind of circle as like a underdog to probably try to take either mm-hmm. ritter or, or malik and sit him for a year or two behind uh, uh ryan Tannehill, which honestly would work well for those guys the seahawks pick twice uh, 40 and 41 some of these quarterbacks are going to fly off the board atlanta falcons at 43 so i don't are we getting another full year of golf like i wasn't expecting that i, I thought they were going to take a quarterback at some point i really want to see where sam howell goes actually um he's the one where i feel like he can fall late enough that he might go to a team uh you know that made the playoffs that has an established quarterback and can sit because he's got a live arm i know baker mayfield comps i think his arm has a little bit more uh power behind it um you gotta have I think he's also got the that system too because like yeah it's a lot of rpo shot stuff but like sometimes the shots are just like play action shots and it's like mm. we're still pulling a guard though so like there's yeah. gonna be someone in your face he you didn't have anyone to throw i mean his entire offense went in bad. the draft last year right so like he didn't have anyone they had him run a lot he's yeah. not that he's not super mobile but he had a ton of carries because like, like we just need you to make the plays, dude. Sorry. I, I still like uh Ritter 
and uh, yep. Malik more. Like he probably oh, yeah. would have. I, I do too. It's just, I agree with you. I'm just in, more interested to see where Howell goes because I think he's the guy that's going to keep falling. Yeah. Although I do think he goes before Matt Corral. Is Corral going back to the draft tomorrow? Is he just going to go sit there and wait to be called on day three? Dude, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that stuff is so weird. One time we were working with an agent who thought his guy was going to get drafted day two. Day one, he hung out with his family. Day two, they had the big old party, right? He thought he was going to be a second-round pick. Didn't get drafted until the fourth. So they had a big old party. Uh-huh. Didn't get picked. Uh-huh. People don't show back up for, for that uh, Saturday. Mm. So I don't know. Weird. Uh, keep it to the site. We'll keep you updated with any rumors. I don't think that they're going to trade for a veteran wide receiver. Um, would probably take both of their second-round picks at this point. Yeah. I don't, they're not deep enough to – be able to do that at the moment like i said i think the i think the the place you start looking is around 45 baltimore 47 washington that's about the spot that you can get to with 53 in a fourth round pick i think that's when you start looking at a possible trade up and it makes sense because the packers what they still have nine picks or something yeah in the next two days so maybe there's nine uh roster spots available for green bay but based off of what everyone said right like that COVID year, everyone getting that extra, like the super, super senior year season, basically, has kind of elevated the the depth of this class. So, like, maybe guys that you previously would have six-round picks on, you're picking up as undrafted free agents and stuff. So, see how there's, there's a lot of good players available tomorrow. I'm excited to see who they get. There's a ton of linemen, which is why I'm like, I'm okay with them taking it on day three. Like, a ton of offensive yep. linemen, so... Bring me Cade Mays. What, what would you guys uh, vibe check on the way out, out of 10 for the first two rounds? Out of the first round? First, first two round, picks? Sorry, first two picks. First round. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to say a six and a half. I think I was at like a three after the Devontae Wyatt pick. Uh, hearing Goot say that, they, you know, based on what they found, there was no violence of striking anyone. It makes me feel a little better. I still don't feel great. Um, but on the field to phenomenal players that make the defense genuinely terrifying. Uh, and there's real opportunity. I really think it can turn into an eight, nine, 10. If they just hit it, hit it out of the park tomorrow or technically today, it is almost 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm, I'm, I'm at a six also for, for a lot of the same reasons you said the, uh, the off the field stuff, if Wyatt, you know, if they've, if their research checks out, if, you know, if he's, kind of gotten whatever those issues are under control and, um, you know, can, can focus on football and, um, yeah, on the field, on paper, everything looks awesome. And, um, now it's just a matter of, all right, you, you've got the ammunition to, to go get a receiver if you really need to in the middle of the second round. Um, so, so it's all, it's all there still in front of us. I think, uh, the needs are achievable. And so, Go get a receiver in round two. Go get a tight end in round three. Go get an offensive lineman in round four, and we'll be in good shape. I think I'm with you guys. I was like 10 out of 10 with Quay because it <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a personal level, right, not only am I getting just a gremlin, an absolute gremlin on this defense to play next to Campbell, it also, like, vindicates my, my thought of being like, this is the best linebacker in, in this draft class, and you guys – three weeks ago we're saying that he was a third round pick I, can, I cannot believe you guys if if we can make it out 
of day two with Ebiketti or Paschal as edge rushers, one of them coming to Green Bay, and if we can make it out with Pickens or Taquan Thornton at wide receiver, I'll feel so good. It, this, yeah, this would be like one from a talent perspective, one of the best classes in my. What what is that? Get that ring. Get that ring. Oh, get that ring. Get the ring size. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay, we'll 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 uh, meet back again uh, tomorrow. See you. Have a great night, everyone. Go Petco.